I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you wanna try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. And we're back in New York City. And yeah, it's the first time that we're actually back from somewhere, too. <laughs> Um how um how have you been? <laughs> I've been I've been in LA. Have you really? I have. I, I was have. there too. You were? I barely saw you. I know. <laughs> um oh, <I'm> so corny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh what did you think of LA? Um, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was terribly relaxed and pretty um and kind of low-key. Like, you know, except for the really like one touristy thing that we did. Oh um, yeah. Which I'm fine Ooh. without ever again. But so we it's went pretty. to we went to Hollywood Boulevard the day before we left just to just to be tourists. And we were like staring at the um the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and um <clears throat> we eventually like made our way to the front of um Grauman's Chinese Theater. And um yeah, we're just being real touristy and mm-hmm. that was the most um unpleasant part of our trip i'd say well well it wasn't the most unpleasant <laughs> the most unpleasant part of la coming back oh yes of LA, i think definitely was that but we were we looked around and we we're like oh my god we're in times square yeah like we need to get the fuck out of here yeah it was a lot and like the stars not all of them were well kept judy garland's star is in the the middle of a like the exit of a parking lot so cars like roll over it Heidi McDaniel's star is like half covered by something. It was just like under scaffolding yeah. and very, very like um, dusty. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, there are some people who like take care of the stars. Mm. Like RuPaul's was polished and had glitter on it. Right. It's also um, right outside of World of yeah. Wonder. Yeah. And it's a newer one. Right. As well. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really care for Hollywood Boulevard. Also, because like it just seemed kind of run down. Um, but I don't know. I liked when we went to the Hollywood and Highland like complex. That was really pretty. Yeah. Um, because of the views and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really enjoyed LA. I, I did like where we were better though. Kind of like outside of the touristy areas, I guess. I think that where we were was dangerously close to tourist touristy stuff. Hmm. Oh, we were like a block away from Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. But we were more than a block away from like all of the touristy shit yeah exactly um i loved going to a dispensary that was fun we did that, that was on our a first very day. good time casey lie took us yes it was a great time um, um it was <clears> like <throat> if there were a dispensary like if you close your eyes and imagine a dispensary that's in williamsburg and it's like all wooden and you can like you can smell the like the the weed being I don't know. Cultivated. Distilled. Yes. (laughs) It was very that. You walked in and it was a very um, aromatic moment. Mm -hmm. Um, We also had, so we flew in the Wednesday before DragCon Mm -hmm. and we, um, we dropped our shit off at our Airbnb and then we went and had lunch with Tony Soto and Casey Lai. Yeah. And I think 
that was the lunch that was like, oh, I, need, I need to move here. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Tony was also, you know, uh, he's so charismatic and was just, you know, very much like, I'm going to take you to the nice place because I like you. <laughs> Um, I'm really working on my Tony Soto impression and it's not Are going you? well. Yeah. But now yeah. that we've seen him in person, like I've, I've, you know, we're working on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that little was called the alcove. Yeah. It just, I felt so cool considering it was really hot that day. Yeah. Um, the neighborhood was cute. There were those houses, the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Like it was so yeah. adorable. Um, yeah, it was very <laughs> cute and it was very, um, I don't know. It was a it was it was a Bushwick that is like my speed. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, I really like I said before, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about this later in the next segment when we talk about DragCon. But also like the people at the convention center were awesome. Like they were just yeah. really nice. There were so many more resources in terms of like being able to get information you know um handlers were clearly marked <laughs> you know like it was um mm-hmm. it was nice and i think because there was more space and all that there was just a better like a, a more of a sense of camaraderie among all of the exhibitors um, I, I also think that because they had all of these because they, they had people that were like that were part of the staff yeah. of the convention center uh-huh. at New York Drag Con, but I don't remember them coming and getting the girls to take them to have their break. No, they would they would come and take them for press stuff. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Right. I really like the fact that they were making sure that all the queens that were working, like uh, at least all the drag race girls, I, I mean, I don't know if they were also doing it for Dragula girls or, or whatever else, but they were making sure that they would go and take a break and go up to the green room and have like something to eat. Mm-hmm. There were gifting suites. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very... I mean, I was with I was I was with Jiggly every time she went up there, mm. and it was very fancy, mm. or at least I felt very fancy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, not because I wanted anything, but I would have liked to have said hello. Well, Jiggly people. said that she's going to take you to. You're going to be the only person that goes with her to the mm-hmm. green room at yeah. New York City Drag Con. So yeah, you bet. You better believe it. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll fight you for it. Um, no, it was a. It was a good time because um, there was just a lot of, um, you know, like you know how when someone says like, "I wish I could be a fly on the wall." It was mm-hmm. a lot of that. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, and I think we also kind of talked about it when we in our last recap when we talked about Santi Alley and how wonderful that was. Oh my God, I love um, Santi Alley so much. The food is also fun. In in L.A. Um, like the street food. I mean, it's all bacon wrapped hot dogs, but I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Other than the bacon wrapped hot dogs, which we had like more than once. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really eat good food when we were in. Well, Tony threw us a dinner, which well, was nice. Yes. Aside from that. We had that the, that the lunch at that Thai restaurant, which was only awkward because we were exhausted, I think. And it was just a weird okay. atmosphere. Um, in and out was just. Mm-mm-mm. We didn't Not have in and out. I'm so sorry. Jack in the box. Yes. I don't ever want to see what the surprise is. I don't want it. It's just not. See, okay, and that's where the problem was. Is that so? A couple of the me, and maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking in hyperbole when I say that we didn't really eat well when we were in L.A. Because two, no, like four of the eight meals we had there were from either Jack in the Box or Denny's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Denny's though. Really that was good. Yeah, when we all went out, was it Saturday, Sunday? It was Saturday. Saturday when we went out after after the con mm-hmm. um, to Denny's, and it was us, Jiggly, Sherry Pie, Carrie Kerning, Pissy. That's it. That's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was this really dysfunctional family dinner, and it was just like shade left and right, like just talking. You know, it was just nice. I liked my steak sandwich and my loaded tater tots. Maybe I fucked myself up because I didn't because I got a milkshake. Mm. I always I always fuck it up and get a milkshake because like there's something about a milkshake that just sounds so in theory. Yeah, in theory, it just sounds like the most comforting thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. And yeah. it never, it never does me right. Ever. I never realized how much Jiggly likes Denny's. Oh my god, she loves. She Denny's. fucking loves Denny's. And also the the times that it's been delivered to our door when she's like in California, that's very funny. It's right. at least happened twice. Yeah. Um. I mean, I get it. I guess it was good. I liked what I had, but I was also like very picky about what I had. I mean, I want her to. Okay, so here's the thing: we live in New York City, uh-huh. and we don't. 
really, because we live in New York City, going to chain restaurants is somewhat of a luxury or if at, at, at the very least, it's an, a very uncommon mm-hmm. thing because there just aren't that many of them. And unless you're eating fast food, you're not really eating mm-hmm. at a chain. Yeah. So I'm a little confused as to why she's so. I mean, there's a Denny's here. I, I know that, but there are more, like, there are better options that are, like, local. But anyway, she it's not... She loves her, like, walnutty pancake. I don't know. I just, it was, she's just, she's very picky, and I, I had some of what she got, and it was good. And when I was ordering, she was like, don't get that, get that, don't get that. it was funny, like, though, the night that we ordered Jack in the Box, she was like, I'm just going to order from Denny's. And she, like, upped her order so that she could, she could, ma- like, meet the minimum. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, you really love Denny's, I guess. Like She wanted that stuff. I mean, had I known what Jack in the Box was going to be like... The first time, the jalapeno poppers were cute. The, the jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. and the mini churros, those were the cute. The egg rolls are great. Fries yeah. are awesome. The burger is good. Like mm. the burger. No, no, the burger part, but that thing with the grilled cheese and the chicken sandwich was really good. The one we had at the second night, um, when we had dinner with Pissy before we, you know, the night before we left, I was just so tired. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I don't want this. Yeah. Um, the curly fries were good. Oddly enough, some of the best food was at the convention center. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess. Um, this, like, burger I had with tomato jam and, like, maple bacon was really fucking good. Yeah, they were really being extra at the convention center with what they had. Well, I mean, I like, after tasting it, I did not mind paying $16 for that hamburger. 60 16 Oh, 16 I was mm-hmm. like, what? Um, yes, I bought expensive hamburgers. <laughs> um... Oh, I heard that they were making carne asada fries, yes. and I was like, I'm sorry. So someone in this cafe is going to be shredding steak and then gently portioning it over french fries I with saw them all other it. kinds of fixins. Like the guy, the guy while I was waiting for my burger, cooked a, car, a steak, you know, did, or, or uh, over the like grill, not on yeah. on the thing, mm-hmm. and then shred it and put it on top of the fries. And the the other server would put fresh guac, fresh sour cream, salsa, all sorts. It all looked very fresh. You know what I kept thinking? Because the Sunday, Sunday after DragCon, we all, like, when we were done striking and we went home. <laughs> what? It's striking. It's just very funny. That's right? what it's called. I know it is. For those of us in the biz. Um, when we got home, Jiggly was like, what do you guys want to eat? And my mind went right to tacos. I was like, we've been in L.A. for, like, too many days without Ooh, having tacos. Good. And, I mean, I didn't love it. I mean, my card and I I went with Kathy and Cindy's recommendation. Of the carne asada burrito. Mm. And it was good. I mean, the burrito was okay. The tacos were delicious. I just wish I had gotten more tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of feel like... Okay, there were there were several moments where I was like, I really want to eat well. I feel like we should contact the Latinos who lunch. Because I feel like they would know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that. No. And so we didn't eat well. But I think they were only there one day. They probably were only yeah. there one day. But, but yeah, I feel have. like... Or even Tony. Like, you know, but we didn't think to do that. But like, Tony, what's good? I mean... Okay. I just feel like Tony doesn't have the credentials to be like recommending oh. restaurants. I'm just saying Ooh, like Tony. you you go to the you go to the experts. I mean, he took us to that lovely restaurant. He did. And she was good. She was a pretty restaurant. She was a pretty I'm, restaurant. I'm not going to lie. I don't know I don't know if that was real grass or astroturf. I didn't give a shit. I was like sign me up. Where do I is there a, a vacancy it, next it door? It was astroturf, like, but it was more, you know, it was decorative. No, I just I liked the vibe of it. It felt very um I don't know, Sunday morning. Sunday morning brunch. That was exactly it. I was like, we could move here and have brunch with Tony all the time. And Casey. Mm-hmm. Like, You know what? It felt like our second trip to San Francisco where there was a lot of stuff that was inconvenient or hard. You know, because like we were setting up in the convention center and all that. So we didn't really, you know, get to see anything for maybe three, four days. So we were, you know, kind of getting out when we could we're trying um, to soak it up yeah but like in spite of that it was still so much fun and staying with jiggly was a hoot you know like it was just nice or having her yeah. stay with us was a hoot <laughs> um and it was having the little sister that i never had mm. um and could also just make fun of and bother her and you know um just and i didn't want her either yeah um <laughs> It was so funny. I um I bought all this jewelry at Santee Alley with the uh, intention of wearing it when we went to DragCon on Friday in drag. And I showed it all to Jiggly and she was like, I don't like any of this. None of it matches your outfit. And I was She's like, picky. Oh. I was like, oh, 
I really wanted to wear all this jewelry. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, I don't think you need a necklace. And so I didn't wear one. And and then um, I jokingly said to Candy Muse when we were at the convention center that I was like, my evil stepsister wouldn't let me wear any of the pretty jewelry that I got from Sandy Alley yesterday. And I think Jiggly got like offended. She was like, well, I didn't tell you you couldn't wear it. No, what she said to me was like, you could have just worn it. Like, yeah, I like I'm not offended. Yeah, but then, girl, I just I didn't like I, I, I don't remember if I got to say it to her or not, but like I didn't I like followed her suggestion because I trust her. I think you like, said I'm just joking. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm kidding. Um, No, she's just she's very funny. She was like, those stones are not gunmetal. They're clear. Mm. So you need gunmetal stones. And I was like, <sighs> but it worked out. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, all my accessories coordinated. Mm. Good for you. I was very happy with my look. Um, We made the wow report. We did. I know. It was cute. It was cute. I wish that my hair had been a little bit better, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that in the drag con yeah. segment. Um, oh, wait. Oh, what? I was talking about Tony's party. Yeah, I was ah! I was going there. Sing? You go. No, you go first. No, you go first. Um, Tony threw us this lavish dinner party. Oh, that's not what I was going to oh. talk about. Because we talked about that on the last episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> well, it was really great. Thank you. It was Tony. really great. <laughs> Um, I know his actual like party. This party's lame at precinct. Oh yeah, yeah. For- you forgot about that. No, one. I didn't. Um, so Tony threw his unofficial, his official unofficial, um, drag con after party. This party's lame at precinct, and he had Pincha Queen perform, Lucy Stool perform from Chicago, and Shea Coulee. Um, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was lovely. You had a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. All those words. I was introducing the topic. <laughs> Don't be obnoxious. Um, I love the I love that party, but more than anything, I really enjoyed the vibe of precinct. Right. Um, we were sort of told to avoid precinct by a few people, and then we went there and we were like, "Oh my god, it's like home! It's like yeah. we're home. They're playing like '90s house music." And I didn't smell pee once. No. So. I really, and I'm not lying when I say this, I really loved Precinct. It was, I really loved Precinct. The crowd was so diverse. Yep. Like, uh, you know, across. We do not have diversity like that in in New York City. No, don't not that it. I've seen anyway. There were people of color mixing all like, ages, all genders. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have that yeah. in gay spaces here. There was an outside space, a bar and in like a further inside space. They had food. Like it was just everybody seemed really um at ease and just like not there to like show off or or it was just nice yeah it just felt really really inclusive yeah is what it felt like and the i mean and the show was amazing mm-hmm. tony can host tony can host a party i know oh my god paint pincha's performance oh my god as, uh pork chop like i she i looked like her she really did like, she really fucking did. Like that was insane. If you don't know who Pincha Queen was, she is the she was the first queen eliminated from season one of Dragula. So they call her the Pork Chop well, Parker. No, Tony Soto. Tony Soto. Yeah, uh, called her the Pork Chop Parker of, of Dragula. Of Dragula. Right. Um, and she just paints beautifully. Um, can really perform and mm-hmm. is is actually terribly funny. Yeah, like when she kicked off her heels and pulled out the 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 drag con slides. Yeah, from behind her and was like showing them <laughs> off to the audience, uh-huh. like they were you know fashion footwear. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like the wig reveal was just ridiculous. Um, it was just so and cute. all too. I'm telling you. Yeah, like. It was really good. It was all great. Mm-hmm. Um, Cabrina barely came over and said hi mm-hmm. to us. That was nice. I really enjoyed that because I have a secret crush on Cabrina Burley. <laughs> She's cute. I know. Um, I, know. I have good else? taste. I mean, like, the, the <laughs> yes. Shea performed creme brulee. Oh, yes. Um, Live. Tony like, really does know his words. Yes. So, because I was looking for that. That is my, that worship is my favorite Lizzo song. And I didn't even know all the words. I, I was very rusty. Seeing it performed by this seven foot tall white woman mm-hmm. in this navy blue, gla- like, glown. A glown. A uh, cocktail dress that Juan Chavez made for her was, like, so incredible. Yeah. I never thought it would work. But It was um, also the perfect song for Tony. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, she's so humble, though. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, so um, I think that's else. I mean, I mean, Lucy was just beautiful. Oh, I mean, yes, of course. And you know, I'm kind uh, of bummed. So we got there late, and we missed Lucy. Did um, 
make me feel by mm-hmm. Janelle Monet. And we walked in it was as it was yeah, happening. And I was like, sad. fuck, I wanted to see this. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we got there before the end of the first act because mm-hmm. Shay did another one of my favorite songs. Um, she did um why am I forgetting the name of it? Stanley, Stanley by Jasmine Sullivan. And um, yeah, so just like Ugh. amazing performances all around and a really good show. I just I hope that one day we can be locals mm-hmm. so we can go to more shows like that. Yeah. It was such a cute space. And Farrah was holding court as a woman. Like looking fresh as a daisy. Like fourteen hours Farrah, in drag. Farrah was living her daisy from the great Ugh. Gatsby fantasy at precinct. The like latex dress with a fur and it wasn't like cold that night either it was no but like lighting her cigarette wasn't going to look the same if she wasn't no. wearing a fr- like no, it no, was no, very no, no. it was very delicate mm-hmm. and like burlesque almost mm-hmm. it just i kept looking at her and i'm like she's a woman she was like mm. she was so uh, she's so pretty <laughs> uh we got to meet the vixen in person for the first time ever yes um which was awesome super sweet um yeah, I mean, there's uh, like I'm sure more of it will come out. Yeah, but like you know, we, we're a, we're a little sleep deprived. We just got home yeah. a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, we we traveled for 24 uh, hours, yeah. which we will probably talk about later today. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna tell you all about DragCon. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back and it's time to talk about La Dragcon. Mm. Um, it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> Nothing got blown up. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Tyra. I mean, there were a lot of dogs. Oh my God. There were a lot of dogs. And we're not talking about Booger Queens. Whoops. Actual canines. Um, <laughs> I was expecting, because there was a, um, there was a rescue mm-hmm. of some kind exhibiting at Dragcon. I got to hold one. They're so cute. You did? You mm-hmm. fucking bastard. Yeah. I guess that's... Toronto Thomas posted a photo of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I gotta go see the dogs. Oh, I wanted to see dogs. Yeah, I mean, we saw cute. dogs all weekend. Because like I said, there oh were God. there were people patrolling the, the convention center with bomb sniffing dogs. But also people brought their dogs. I didn't... Yeah. Well... Like two or three people brought their dogs with them. Someone brought their dog and then was real aggressive about it when we were walking oh, by them. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like... No, but um, I'm saying the yes, one person. The can I get it out though? Like yeah, Jesus Christ! The one person I saw with a dog, where they were like, "I brought this dog from home," um, was real aggressive, oh, yeah. and so it wasn't a good experience because mm-hmm. I like to like you know if it's a big dog, I want to be like, "Come give me a hug" or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, all of that, all that build up for nothing, Tyra. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Nothing. Way to um, really prove the haters wrong, girl. Yeah, right. Like it's art, though she claims. Um, what else do we like about DragCon? <laughs> <laughs> I like having my picture taken. Yeah, that was I, fun. I'm just gonna be very vain about it. I loved my look. I was uh-huh. giving you, you know, cuckoo auntie. Um, and it was nice to see that people enjoyed the things that I made for us and the hair that you made for us. Like yeah. that was like just from a like a crafting perspective. It was it was really nice to have people say like, oh, who made this? Right. And you can say I did, yeah. and you know, um, or who made your hair? And I'm like, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. That was really cute on the last day because Jiggly ended up wearing your mm-hmm. hair to DragCon and to her gig the night before. Well, yes. But specifically on Sunday when she wore it to DragCon mm-hmm. because, uh, again, like I said, I was following her around to the green room mm-hmm. and stuff. And everyone was like, girl, who made this hair for you? It's, mm-hmm. She's cute. And it was nice for her to be like, oh, she's right here. Mm-hmm. Meet someone. It was also so. nice when I was taking photos to be like, oh, you like her hair? I lent it to her. Mm-hmm. I hope Ginger Minge expressed interest in one she of those cute in hair like that. wigs. Yeah, she would look cute in hair like that. Big girls look good and, in hair like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, I hope. I hope that we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. I would really love to style some hair for for her and, you know, whatever other girls mm-hmm. liked it. Um, 
Oh my God, I need to talk about this for like 10 seconds. So I was very nervous because we were cat, like we were across the aisle from Derek Barry. Mm -hmm. And I have, as as the listeners know, I have said some very unfavorable things not about you. Not just me. I feel like a lot of people have, but I I'm think I'm taking, I'm taking responsibility for what I have said. Yeah. And um, she was incredibly sweet and funny in mm -hmm. person. And just like, I, ridiculous. I could not have felt more awful about, I know. I know we've covered this before because we talked about it a little bit with, when we had Raga on the show um, mm -hmm. a couple years back. But um, she could not have been nicer. And um, she's funny. Yeah, she is funny like, in person. Yeah. And I she totally bad. understood that um, like she she basically unpacked that whole moment from the haters roast. Oh, my with God. Us, which I thought yeah. was really funny. How they, were being, they were being served doubles the whole night? Well, yes, but it was more, she was like, I have an aunt who when she gets drunk, she starts cursing at everyone. But like when she's sober, she is like, she won't even say damn or whatever. Like she will be mm -hmm. very, um, she's, she's like not interested in cursing at anybody. And, um, and so she got a chance to see her aunt drunk once and then seeing the videos of the haters where she's like, oh, my God, I'm my fucking aunt. Your like in the family. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. We um, had fun people around us. Phoenix was next to us. Yeah. She was really sweet. Oh, um, my God. I thought Phoenix was Trinity. Like the first day when we were there. The, you're not the only one. Some people like yelled Trinity when she was walking and she's like, she's over there. Right. Yeah. Um, no, but I was saying when we walked up the first day, I was like, oh. oh my God, it's Trinity. We get to meet Trinity. And then I was like, oh wait, that's Phoenix. Like I felt like an asshole because I was like, how can I not tell them apart? They obviously um, look like two different people. Yeah. All of our like booth, you know, it, like people in that area who were with were really sweet. We had the house, the house of Aja like uh, right across from us. That was so great. Um, it we was had so milk fun blocking us in front with this white wall of who knows what. Yeah, I mean, you know, not a fan of dairy, but you know, um, for milk I'll make an exception. Mm -hmm. um, but like, girl, what was the point of that giant? She basically had like a giant, um, like art installation. Was it that? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a recreation of an art installation that Yoko Ono did, where she would just be present, uh -huh. and people were supposed to write like their thoughts and feelings on all like these. Um, planters that were covered in white fabric and these strips of like like that wishing tree that we uh saw at the salvador dali museum okay you know, with all the paper yeah. hanging from it it's that's that kind of thing um did you ever look at her booth like did were people doing that no there was nothing was for, i mean there was there were some cardboard signs but i think she put them there but that's i don't upsetting. i honestly didn't see her very much i saw her in the green room a couple of times yeah. but i don't remember i mean it, it was a giant wall so like yeah. And not even being shady, I never saw anybody in her line. Well, but we couldn't see it. No, whenever I walked by, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was empty and she no, wasn't I, I, there. I get what you're saying. Oh. I'm just saying, like, because of the way her booth was set up, we literally, we couldn't see her. Mm -hmm. We couldn't see her line. We couldn't see yeah. anything. Um, but um, that sucks, because that's a really cool concept. Mm -hmm. I wish it had been facing us. Yeah, I wish <laughs> like, it had been, it been nice us, to too. See it. Um, the workroom was so weird. Yeah. It's so small. I don't think, I don't think it was built to scale. Like how it is in the show. Uh, Jiggly says that it was. That that's the size of it. Jiggly said that that's how it's built. Oh. I don't I know. I think it's wider. I mean, Jiggly also, it's been six years yeah, since she right. was in the workroom. So she probably doesn't remember the, the, the size mm -hmm. the same way. I just don't see how you can fit all of those girls in that small space. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's bigger than mm -hmm. the, the size that it was. Yeah. At the convention center. But how crazy it is. It's not even like a set, like a set set. It's like, well, because my assumption was they were in a warehouse and they like hung panels from the walls and they were, you know, like running out into like a backstage area. But this is just like plywood framing with the, you know, the like whatever the fabric, the fabric of the walls over, is. Yeah. And it's just very, everything is just very precariously hung from the inside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so um, surreal. Imagine just like, anytime a girl like runs out in a huff, they're running out into darkness. Right. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that is, that is very odd. Um, I'm also curious. So when we went into the workroom, there was a photographer in there and like, we were just walking in to look around. We had n no intentions of taking any photos or anything. And the photographer came over, grabbed us and had us like come to the front and like pose in front of the, the work sign. I think it, because it was on Friday, there were fewer, like there were fewer uh, people dressed in drag yep. on Friday, especially during the VIP hours, mm -hmm. which is when we, I think when we went into the workroom, yeah. um, I would love to find out where those photos. I mean, we got to see them, are. and they were really odd. I don't they care. Were like, 
Annalene. Oh, I don't I don't care that they were crooked oh. and all that shit. I want the photos. You just want my photo. But I think the photographer, because if I remember correctly, the that photographer came to the booth on Sunday and he was from a Filipino publication. He took our he took oh. our photo. He had taken our photo in front of the um the step and repeat. So oh I don't my know. God, you're right. Yeah, I don't know if and that was a good looking photo. I think it was the same person. I think so, hmm. but I'm not sure. We'll have to search for it. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to see those photos. I'm sure that whenever, because he interviewed, like he came over with someone and like interviewed Jiggly. Oh, okay. So I don't know if, like, I'm sure that whenever that mm-hmm. comes out, it'll, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, what else? I mean, uh, Pangina Heels and Art Aria were there from Drag Race Thailand. Yeah. Um, and I you got, got to meet them. But I got only to meet you. them. Yeah. Well, you, know, you got to go to the green room all weekend. Um, I, they were, I mean, literally it was like an, a, a quick exchange uh-huh. and they were just very sweet and quick exchange. Yeah, they, exchange they look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like the concepts for some of the booths were really fun. Um, Jiggly was in a bed all weekend mm-hmm. against the backdrop. <laughs> um, what else do we There were have? so many moments where she was laying on the bed, like scrolling through her phone and I'm like, this, this is, is so, real life. This is so true to life right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um... I was I was trying to I was trying to brainstorm other ideas that would involve her laying down and cuz she was like, "Well, but we can't do a bed again." And I'm like, "Well, well were you comfortable this time or were you not comfortable?" You can do a chaise. Like, think about that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um what was the other thing? Oh, so we had a bunch of listeners stop by and say hi. Oh my god, yes. I know we said this after New York DragCon, but we have really cute listeners. We do. Like, you guys are really fucking we cute. We do. Um, I'm trying to think of all their names, and I can roll. Well, names. Toronto Thomas, Toronto remember, Thomas because there. we were like kind of expecting him. Yes, um, <laughs> Ashley, who posted a beautiful photo of us with her. Yeah, um, Robert. Yeah, that's the. It, it, I think his name is Robert. Robert it's probably Mar- Marquez. Yeah, right. And Marquez, I think, is his his handle. Sure. I I, I just I know I know it. Um, we had a really nice conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Um. It was also great to meet him because yeah. we had been like when I found out that he was a teacher who had put the drag mm-hmm. race pins on his lab coat. I thought yeah. that was really cute. We got to meet the Latinos who lunch. Yeah, very quickly because they were headed to a panel. I know, but they came by. Um, a lot of younger listeners, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Ornacia Lopez. Oh, I wasn't Ornacia there when Lopez she came stopped by. by. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. In his fucking Ornacia, like with his oh Ornacia hoodie on, that was great. Um, well, oh my god, the um, the the two guys who are in in the like the beginning stages of their own podcast. Remember that they came up to us. Yes, um, uh, chubby brown boys. Chubby brown boys. Um, yeah, we will be on. Like, yes. it sounds amazing. Um, yeah. Who else do we meet? Oh my god, lots of people. Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing how many people. Yeah, we met. Um, so thank you so much for coming up and talking to us. It was mm-hmm. it was awesome. Who are some of the queens we met that we were really excited to meet? Um, bitch pudding, bitch pudding, who was lovely. Yes. Um, she really like chatted us up. Yeah, I appreciate she when liked girls her do outfits. that. She did. Yeah, but I'm just like, you don't need to be talking to me right now. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. You can be hiding behind a wall mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. She was great. Yeah. Uh, we met Monistat for yes. the first time. Um, oh, my God. She was awesome. She. OK, so we didn't know because our understanding was that her and Jiggly were in a bit of a fight. So we were like, OK, we're not going to meet Monistat. And then the first day that we're in L.A., we're getting ready to go to this dinner party that Tony's throwing for us. And I walk out and there's this person sitting there and she introduces herself as Monistat. And I'm like, oh, my God, she came to me like what a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've we've known about Monistat for a very, yeah, long, time, very, very long time and we're very excited to meet her. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very sweet. Very sweet. And fucking that jacket. Oh, my that God. That jacket. This jacket that had uh. like. 20,000 honest to goodness Roski crystals on it that like could um you know blind you yeah um she's fierce and fearsome yeah it was kind of um, bummed that we didn't get to hang out with her I know more but it was all very like there was know, a lot going on yeah it was a lot um who else yeah. do we meet we met more people we yeah had, I'm, I'm like blanking out yeah um, we saw peaches for a hot second we um got to see some of the New York girls mm-hmm. um we met Vanjie out of drag. Um, mm, I didn't really meet her. We well, I said her. hi. Oh. I said hello. Oh. Um, 
because she was a few booths down from us, I really, at certain points, wanted to yell out Miss Vanjie mm-hmm. and hope that she would just apparate in front of me. Because mm-hmm. um, I believe that's what happens. Um, we met Calorie. Yes. Um, we met... Oh, gosh. I'm, like, blanking out. There are so many people. I got to watch Chi-Chi get in drag, which was Mm. wonderful because she narrated the whole experience. And it was just, it was was better than, you know, than anything you could ever imagine. Um, And I got to talk to Dita for a hot minute in the green room. That was cute. Mm -hmm. We Um, met Derek. Right. Um, Yeah. There was a lot of people. I'm sure other people will come up. We met Naomi. We met Naomi. She's 8,000 feet tall. Oh, my God. Um, Stunning. Of course. Oh, man. Kimchi was a different butter theme every day. Like the first day she was a um, she was a a slice of bread, like toast with butter on her. Mm -hmm. And I remember right before VIP, she was like it was like five minutes to two o'clock and she was shuffling to her booth in like slides and this costume that she couldn't move in. Yeah. And it really did look like a a slice of bread that was like yeah 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 yeah. Um, she was a stack of pancakes she was a a corn on the cob um it was really just whimsical you know to see what a lot of the girls um came up with lucy's had a castle Mm -hmm. like it was awesome that was very smart yeah um yeah so drag con was fun it was fun it was was exhausting it was exhaust it was an exhausting kiki Mm -hmm. that's how i'm thinking of it yeah um yeah, um, we got lots of fun cosmetics from Morph or Morphe. I always forget how to. I don't know how to pronounce it. Pronounce Tell us how to pronounce it. I got four <laughs> pairs of stud from Jiggly's Drag Jeweler, um, which I'm excited to get. Oh right, because um, it's being delivered. Yeah, they, they were oh just my shipped. god, how could we forget this? We won the raffle. Oh my god, See, at, this is how jet lagged we are. Yeah, we won the raffle at Bobby Pin's booth. <laughs> like. If you remember back to when we had Pissy on Mm -hmm. for a recap, I said that I was like, I hope we win the raffle. Mm -hmm. And then we like the first the day that we were in drag, we went around and we're like, you know, let's let's do shopping today because Mm -hmm. like we're not going to have a chance to do it when we're not in drag. Exactly. And we went right over to Bobby's booth and we're like, let's give me as many, you mm-hmm. know, as many tickets as I can purchase. And I'm so glad that we won. Oh, and I'm glad with the one that we won, which is this. Well, right. Because technically we, we won, won twice. Two. Yeah. And so p- thankfully Pissy made the right she choice knew. in picking the red hair. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the style that I think now he calls the Alexis, yes. which is the, you know, like the, I guess, finger waves um, with like a little bump and yeah, then it's part the, of it swept back. It's, it's from her Naughty Nighty look. Right. Or from the, her album cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, she is beautiful. We got her on a head with a whole suite of jewelry, including this beautiful like hairpin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's this gorgeous, like flaming red. I mean, I'm in love. Yeah, me too. It's our first Bobby. I love her. I'm so excited. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, thank you, Bobby. It's gorgeous. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to deal with some listener questions. And if we have time, we're going to talk about our trip home. Because mm. she was a moment. It's rough. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time for some listener questions. Um, so our first one comes from Jeffrey or numskull430 on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yes. He's friends with, uh, Mossy. Who's friends with with Mossy, right. Um, who we also met at Tony's dinner party. She's so funny. Um, so he writes, hola perras, hope DragCon treated you well and you'll be moving to Cali soon. (laughs) I heard this question on the read and was curious what you'd answer. What character would you play on Snatch Game? Have you given this any thought? I, we've talked about this before because people have asked us this, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. So my stock answer, and I feel like it's not. A, I've, I've given more thought to it, and I feel like it's not a good answer because it would take a lot of work to make this character funny. But my stock answer is Jennifer Coolidge mm. because I know that I can pull off the look 
um, but then trying to stay in that like, um, ooh, like I can't even do I mean, it right you, now. You could do all of her characters. What do you mean? Like you could do her from Legally Blonde. You could do her from Two Broke Girls. Um, I would probably take Stifler's mom mm-hmm. and uh, Paulette and kind of mm-hmm. marry the two somehow. Yeah, but she's kind of this like yeah. Anna Nicole kind of character yeah that's kind of what she does um i can also do a really good bjork and i don't know i mean is the world ready for chubby bjork yes, i don't know it's chubby bjork know. welcome to the stage chubby bjork she is not chubby she is shaped like the earth oh my god stop i i'm just I, like i can really i think i could really do it how about you i i honestly don't know i'm i'm not very good at doing impressions of people or like I don't know. I'd have to like actually pick a few people and then like study them or something because I don't I don't really hmm. doesn't really come to mind. A little character study for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Rosie writes to us. Vanji. And Rosie says, <laughs> hello from California. Gorgeous grizzly kiki gals. She's so kind. Been a longtime listener. Finally mustered up the cojones to reach out. I'm a huge fan of your show. Uh, and look forward to hearing the new nuggets of wisdom you drop weekly, whether it be drag slash queer history or just your opinions of the show. I live and I love. Anyway, you mentioned something about RuPaul's face moving thanks to the incomparable Miss Vanjie, who we just saw last night. And and I'm even more enamored by her. Oh, so jealous. Um, did you get a chance to listen to the last episode of What's the Tea? Michelle mentioned something along the lines of crediting the whole Vanjie phenomenon to her and Ru. Um, that's the reason it went viral because of the clips shown of her and Rue giggling and poking fun at Vanessa's edit and she guarantees it exit. and insists did I, what did I say? you said edit but it's fine oh exit sorry and she guarantees it and insists it wouldn't have taken off if it weren't for them personally I think Vanjie's a little powerhouse all on her own but was curious to see what your thoughts were should we be giving props <clears throat> to Michelle and Mama Rue or is Michelle a tad delusional and she also said she was looking forward to seeing us at DragCon but we didn't get to meet her I don't think no probably I don't mm. think so we were kind of tucked away. We, I don't remember meeting anyone named no, Rosie. I would, but I would have been happy to meet. I you. know. Well, and I actually answered this question at length because um, everybody who listens knows I have a lot of opinions about Michelle. Um, but I figured that we'd share it because I think it is something important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do, I do think that Michelle Visage is delusional. I feel like, as I've said before, I think um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of credence to most of the things that she says on the show. They just don't make sense. Yeah. Um, and they seem to come from a, a an intentionally mean place because they can always be said in a, in, in a critical way that's actually constructive, not like, what's up with those dots? Right. And whether but her lines are written for her. Well, either way, because it doesn't matter. It's right, like right. what you're presenting to us is a person who doesn't come across as i think a like somebody who's uh, like capable of, of properly judging this well also michelle visage has a history of appropriating cultures that don't belong to her so. yes um what else <laughs> so rosie that's part of the answer the other thing i think is that i i think that they might have had a, a like a little bit of credit because they fostered it so much in the weeks after it happened like reposting about it and RuPaul wearing the necklace so they kind of kept it going but this was a thing as soon as that episode finished right you know like that egg that exit is legendary for reasons that I don't think anybody really understands it's yeah. just the way she said it just sticks in your head and what a way to, to leave a room but by you know repeating your name over and over again and walking backwards so you make sure they're looking at you yeah because that's what that is it's like you're going to remember what i look like and who i am yeah as i exit yeah that's why it's so impactful yeah. she could have said miss vanjie miss vanjie miss vanjie mm-hmm. just like that and just walked off normal but she didn't that right. was very calculated yeah and so to from i haven't listened to this episode of what's the tea yet but well, I have, uh-huh. and I felt a lot of the same feelings that you did, Rosie, mm-hmm. when I was listening to it. Um, I was like, don't take credit for something that this other queen did. Mm-hmm. It's not yours. Yeah, I understand that you're keeping it alive by having it repeated basically in every episode mm-hmm. that we've seen up until this point, um, which is great because mm-hmm. it shows that... Um, you know, I, I think that Vanessa, even though she was on the show for one episode, she made such a huge impact because of her personality mm-hmm. and how much the other girls loved her that 
keeping the Miss Vanjie thing alive feels good. I think that's where it comes from. But to be so delusional as to say that you are the reason or that you and RuPaul are the reason, like... It's like they take, there in, aren't, they take enough from these girls as it is. Exactly. Like, it's like there aren't enough words to yeah. describe how they're crazy making, that is. They're making Obama Rue and Michelle Visage money. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. profiting off of these girls' successes and failures. Yeah. Did you know that, I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but did you know that part of signing away your life to Drag Race means that if you currently have, like before the show, if you currently have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. all of that content now belongs to mm-hmm. World of Wonder. Yep. That's insane to me. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Like give yeah. um give Vanjie her um her credit. Did they so. say anything about Daily Motion or Vimeo? No, they didn't. <laughs> so that's I guess that's the secret is um, um to get on Daily Motion or, or Xtube Vimeo. actually posts like makeup tutorials on Xtube. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine can you imagine if that had been the case in the beginning? Like Willem would be so mad. Mm-mm. Like Willem would be so mad because he is such a like he is such a um, an excellent content creator mm-hmm. when it comes to YouTube that I mean he's a fucking genius when it comes to that oh, shit. Yeah. I, I I I don't understand I don't why you would want to own someone's life like that. That's well, because crazy to it me. makes you money. That's the thing. They want to own all of this stuff because it makes them money. But do some like, work e- though. Even on even on even on their own merchandise on World of Wonders merchandise, they have shit that the girls have said. Mind you, none of it is as good as the things that each individual girl comes up with on their own right um but they are trying to profit you know in any way they can i mean it's because the the, you know the show is like it's um it doesn't make doesn't make them any money really i understand that but world of wonder is creating their own youtube content and now they have world of wonder plus or wow presents Mm -hmm. plus yeah so they have they have a a model to make revenue from the stuff that they create yeah I just I think that they need to let these girls let these girls make some money off of the fucking, you know, like this this whole system mm-hmm. that you put them through that is terribly traumatic. It's their and, talent getting them getting them. I mean, you know, their talent, their presentation, their edit, maybe if, you know, you believe what some of those people say. Right. But um, like they're um, it's their own talent that's getting them these followers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the show does, you know obviously give them a platform so it gets to them a little faster but the quality was there before for yeah. some of them yeah. you know um do we want to move on to yeah. our our letter from seth yes they they can't take credit for it that's no they and they shouldn't yeah i think more than anything and i don't understand why michelle feels the need to speak that freely she feels the need to do a lot of things she yeah Um, We got an email from Seth, which was really, um, really sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. So here it is. My name is Seth, and I just wanted to send a quick email to express my appreciation of everything you do, especially since I never have. I've been listening to the podcast religiously since about a year and a half ago, and they've been the highlight of my week ever since you started releasing the one on the one on one on Friday episodes. I'm a student in high school who's about to graduate, and your podcast is my favorite way to connect with gay culture, especially since it doesn't really exist where I'm from. No questions this time just wishing you well for your drag con weekend oh thank so you sweet. Seth. that's very nice yes it was that's very really, sweet. Really sweet um yeah i um when you when when this email came in i was like oh my god that's mm-hmm. so cute yeah. like thank you to, and congratulations on your upcoming graduation yes as well that's incredible to think that like because I don't really, I mean, spoiler alert, I don't really give a lot of thought to some of the things that I say. I mean, I do, eventually. <laughs> that's not the same for everything. But most of this shit is just stuff that's, like, on the top of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to think that, like, you know, mm-hmm. s- someone in high school is, like, having a a little bit of an easier time because of words that are coming out of my mouth is just, mm-hmm. it's a mindfuck that I can't even begin to explain. Yeah, I... It, it's kind of nutty to me when we hear from the younger listeners. Um, and I think I, I had like one, one come up to me. Um, I don't know his name. It's with a D. Um, but he had great blue eye makeup. It was very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we chatted for a few minutes. And it was it was really interesting to me because for a second, I, I didn't realize that I was speaking to somebody who was a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when it hit me, I was like, oh, my God, I'm like twice this person's age. But something that we do engages him, mm-hmm. you know, and that that really did mean a lot. So I, I appreciate messages like this quite a bit. Yes. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Seth. Um, so quickly, two minutes or less. Let's talk about the nightmare that we just dealt with. So it took us 24 hours to get home. Mm-hmm. We spent uh, seven hours on a plane from L.A. to 
Now I can't remember. Norfolk. N- Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> yes, fuck, because we got fucked over. Um, circling because I of had storms. a moment. I had a moment in the car when we were driving back that I was like, is it pronounced Norfolk or Norfolk? Well, I Norfolk? had at one of my mom's cousins when he would come to New York and take them to like buy stuff in the. Uh, yeah, no fucky, see fucky. Yeah. So Norfolk and Suffolk were no fucky, see fucky. So yeah. no fucky, Virginia. Yeah. Um, so we were back to the story. So we were in the plane for seven <laughs> hours circling because there was a storm. Well, yeah. We okay. were, so we're flying to JFK yeah. and we're 45 minutes from JFK. And then the, the pilot comes on and he's like, I have to circle around a bit because mm-hmm. of the storm. Blah, 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 blah. And I started to freak out quietly. Oh, yeah, me too. Because I was like, no. that's how the beginning of every like plane mm-hmm. crashing story begins. Like, the fuel, the fuel. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to run out of fuel and we're going to die. Then after all that. After an hour and a half of circling, they land in Norfolk, Virginia, and it's a airplane. It's an airport that does not service JetBlue. So we're like, okay, what does that mean for us? And um, so we're 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 landed for I don't know three hours. Some I mean, and we keep getting yeah. these stupid updates from the pilot who's like, they just changed out the pot- the potable water. They just you know refueled the plane. All of this stuff, and I'm like, we're stuck here. We were absolutely mm-hmm. stuck here in bumfuck Virginia. We were seated there until midnight Eastern time. So yeah. we were there for over three hours in this plane, cramped with supplies running out. And like the 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 flight attendants were awesome, you know, trying their best to keep everybody calm and yeah. um, fed, yes. um, which was very nice. Um, I wish some of the passengers had been nicer to them. Yes. Because um, one woman straight up was like... Uh, like stomping up and down the the aisle and like yelling. Yeah. Um. At our at our uh, one of our flight attendants who looked just like Meatball. Yes. Which was very like <laughs> jarring. Um. Because I was like, wait, no, me. So we just started calling him Meatball because mm-hmm. I didn't know his name. Um. But I mean, in in all of that, they were great. But then you know, we were kind of literally like at midnight. They opened the plane doors. Our luggage was taken off the plane, and we were released. Into the Norfolk, Virginia airport with no instructions, no help, not a single representative. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully they, they you know, took our luggage off because then we could just leave. Yeah. Um, and we managed to get a car and drove, what, 10 hours in total, I think? Well, it was a 10 hour trip because yeah. I was exhausted. I wasn't prepared to be driving back from mm-hmm. Virginia. So what I did was I basically drove for two hours while pulling the you didn't see this because you were asleep but i was Mm -hmm. basically pulling the hairs on the back of my neck to keep me keep myself awake and when i couldn't handle it anymore i'd pull over Mm -hmm. we would take a nap and then we would do it again and so we were basically driving the six and a half hours in like two hour increments well and and we were looking for food because we hadn't real i mean we'd had like snacks on the airplane but we hadn't had a meal right and so my blood sugar was just like meow and i had we hadn't had water and all down the stretch of what route 113 nothing was open yeah it wasn't until i want to say like 6 a.m we found a starbucks with a drive-thru and it was like a mirage in the desert and i was like it was order the best. everything you really did I, I ordered three sandwiches you really did at coffee, one point water. i was like wow you're carrying right i ate now. it all i was starving you were like can i have this sandwich and this other sandwich and give me three cheese danish and i like- got one cheese danish <laughs> don't be hyperbolic <laughs> It was a lot of cheese days. It was. I was so thirsty. <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't handle it. It was so bad. It was just stupid because. So the whole reason that we didn't actually fly out of Virginia to JFK at the end was because the the pilot would have timed out, which basically means, according to FAA rules, he's not allowed to fly or be in or plane. be in a plane yeah. for longer than a certain amount of time, and he would have hit that limit at midnight, and it would have taken us until like one or two o'clock in the morning to get to JFK. So because of that, we all had to deplane and find other ways to get back. What pisses me off is that they waited until the last possible Mm -hmm. second to give us that information when we could have been on the Mm -hmm. ground figuring out alternate routes of getting home like an hour or two before that. And 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 a lot of the places to eat would have been open. The fucking airplane airport would have been open. Yeah, they were the airport was closed. They were people. I mean, and it seemed like you know they were dropping a lot of people off because this happened kind of across the eastern seaboard. Yeah, you know, um, Carrie Kerning got dropped off in Philadelphia instead of New York. Yeah, um, Pissy was like the only one we knew who made it through. Yeah, <laughs> and she left after us. Um, that's but, what we fucking get for trying yeah. to take. I mean, I knew I should have just been like, let's take a later flight. Mm-hmm. I'll take. Wednesday off yeah. and, and it ended up the universe ended up doing it for me mm. 
-hmm. And I should have just listened the first time around and not like I wouldn't be as exhausted as I am Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, Um, But now now we've got some cute vouchers. Yeah. So we will be able to come back to L.A. Mm -hmm. sooner than later. Thanks to thanks to JetBlue's gross Mm -hmm. negligence. Yeah. Their pilots are great. Their crew's great. But they really fucked this one up. And if you look at their Twitter, people were just like, where's the information? What are we doing? You should not keep people in a plane for three plus hours. Well, here's the thing that pisses me off. So they the the pilot told us that there was going to be a liaison on the ground. Remember, they do not JetBlue does not operate out of this airport. So they had to get someone else to come and talk to us. There was no one waiting for us. Um, I don't know who got the information about baggage claim, but it was basically just like word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, the next day, we're dropping the car off at LaGuardia here in New York City and I check my phone and I have an email from JetBlue saying that they have re out like they put us on a flight that would have been leaving from Virginia at 11 a.m. And the email came in like seconds before 10 Mm o'clock. So you weren't going to give me any time to get to the airport. And you like you didn't even check in with me to see if I needed to be on that flight. Mm -hmm. Like you're wasting your resources in a way that is so like, it just it was very stupid. And then I mean, they're 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 giving us like we're going to own part of the company. Yeah. Like we're we were just very upset. I was irrationally upset because when we were getting off the plane, um, I was like, where's the pilot? I want to look in the mm-hmm. eyes of the asshole who's the reason I'm not going to mm-hmm. sleep in my bed tonight. And it was like, that was irrational because it's not his fault because of the, yeah. the, the, tra- the not the traffic, the storm that was mm-hmm. happening here. But storms are not uh, an unforeseeable problem, mm-hmm. especially if you're an airline. Why is it that they can't handle that well, shit? Well, I feel like the storm, from what I was reading on the Weather Channel, the storm escalated in, in a way that nobody was anticipating. Like, it was just supposed to be, like, a rainstorm, but it turned into a tornado, and there was hail, right. and, you know. And the thing was, it wasn't in the even the issue of us being dropped where we were. It was that... But it was that. In the, but hold on. But in the almost four hours that we were literally locked in the plane, they were not trying to figure out how to get us like dispersed from where we were Mm -hmm. because to me it's like well if we're already on the ground let's just let's just like let's just strike it like let's just cut our losses let's at least get out of the plane Mm -hmm. and i understand like this is you know they weren't ready for this but like apparently this was happening with jet blue jet blue flights all over the eastern coast that they were they were grounding right where you know they weren't like even in airports where jet blue serviced yeah. This was happening. So it's like, it's bullshit. But it's like, we could have had hours to make accommodations or arrangements for ourselves mm-hmm. and figured it out. Yeah. And we were lucky that we got a car because there were only two left mm-hmm. at the one car rental place open at midnight. To me, at the very least, I wanted to get off the plane and eat something in the airport. Yeah. I don't give a shit if I mean, it was we like. we couldn't have done anyway. Well, but well, but if they had let us off earlier. Oh, yeah. There maybe true. could have been like a Roy Rogers something. kiosk something. that would have been open. Like. Anyway, yeah. it was a disaster. Like when you ran out of water on the plane, they ran out of water. They ran out of water. All they had left was soda. Oh. And there was a woman who was diabetic who was like, "I, I need, I like, I need fluids right now, mm-hmm. and I can't." Oh, and that air, that airplane was real dry. Mm-hmm. We were real all dry. Like- um, there was a woman I yelled at somebody on a plane because she was like she went to mount a revolution yelling about crew and yell how I know because she was like oh we need to rent a van and I just turned and I was like no we don't she went to charter a fucking bus she was like we should just charter and I'm like charter a bus and I just just turned because I've been listening to her for like an hour and I was like no we don't and she was like why explain to me why why and I was like I don't need to explain anything to you why would anyone want to be on in another vehicle with you and then she was like telling everybody let's call JetBlue and it's like oh yeah because um because their lines are not tied right that's like tied up right now yeah you know and it's like why in today's day and age with like the rules and regulations that are in place would you try to incite like a chaos in an airplane yeah because everybody was essentially calm like mm-hmm. people were tr- people like in front of us were like you know like putting together carpools yep. like i'll drop you off here i'll drop you off there mm-hmm. you know like we were the only people who didn't want to share a car with anybody but mm-hmm. um i mean we also had a lot of luggage but uh <laughs> you know like people were making the best of it yeah you know and then you have this one literally was the one person who was just being so like obnoxious obnoxious and it's like we are all in the same situation right now yeah and she was like 
just demanding answers from the flight attendant. Why is nobody getting up and saying anything? Why is nobody angry? And it's like, we are all angry, but there's nothing that we can do. I don't know how to open an airplane door. Right. And if there's nothing there for me to step on, well, then I just have an open door. Right. Like, it was was really frustrating because it made the last, like, two hours of being grounded really, really nerve-wracking. Yeah. Because I'm like, she's going to do something. She's going to get aggressive. She's going to hit somebody. Mm -hmm. Because the way she got up, you know, in the flight attendant's face, I was like, oh, no. You know, and then we'd all be stuck there because we'd have to talk to the police. Right. Just like be a good passenger, you know? Yeah. Ugh. It just to me, I kept being like, this flight's not just about you. There mm-hmm. are other people here. Yeah. But, so. you know, she wasn't uh, she was thinking about that. Yeah. Well, whatever. Mm. Good luck to you, ma'am. Um, so before we finish up the show, I just wanted to share that we are not going to be recapping the switch anymore. We are giving up. It's too much. There is not enough happening and, um, we're kind of bored with it and we need a break from drag. Please. (laughs) We love drag, but, um, being that drag race gave us all stars and then season 10 back to back, it's been a lot. So we're going to take a little break from that. After DragCon and considering <laughs> considering the fact that now the switch is on four days a week. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do it. I'm nope. sorry. I'm so no, sorry. Man. Continue watching and enjoying, of course. Yeah, I will um, be watching, of course. Yes, but... we will be watching. So if you want to know our opinion on stuff, feel free to write in. But yeah. like, we're well, not recapping cute. it anymore. We just do like, ask us in tweets. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Robert's giving me the death stare. <laughs> Well, we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can follow us there. Send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. So until next time, bye! bye.